What is up, everybody? This is, I think it's like episode seven now. I lost count a long time ago. But we got IFBB Pro, Jason Connor, my good friend from old school. Appreciate you coming on, Jason. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, TV. Or Trev, but I call you TV. Hey, that's cool, man. No one's ever called me TV before. That's what's so funny. Like, you're the only person to call me TV, so I appreciate that, bro. The great, the GOAT, you know what I mean? I'll put you in that class. I got to put you in that class, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, Jason, man, we, we really haven't talked a little bit about who you are as a person and kind of what your upbringing was. So, talk with me about, you know, where are you from? You know, how, how did you get into bodybuilding? All that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I kind of, my upbringing is from Dayton, Ohio. You know what I mean? I kind of split it in half because my father's from Chicago, you know what I mean? And my mother's from Ohio. Um, so I have like both spectrums, you know what I mean? But, you know, originally I was raised in Dayton, Ohio. Um, that's kind of the, the background of where I'm from. But like I said, I have the both, both ends of the spectrum when it comes to world and uh, life, how we look at it. Um, along the lines of how I was raised and everything like that, traditional, you know, family, married parents, three sisters, you know what I mean, Und underneath me and everything like that. But also I have a blood brother and uh, kind of like, you know, we were adopted and everything like that. So mm -hmm. lived the same lifestyle, you know what I mean, did the same thing, but we were just on different ends of the world, you know what I mean, with different families and stuff like that. But um, pretty much I had a, a, a great and, you know, nice base system support system when it came down to my parents and everything like that but um in the beginning it was just jumping around from home to home you know what i mean being in the system of trying to find a place to live you know what i mean um, not knowing you know kind of like the traditional you know not knowing if these people these parents want you you know what i mean because in a minute you could be at one home and then somebody will come in and, and strip your hopes and dreams and your smiles out you know what i mean because they didn't want you there Mm -hmm. And you could have been a 4.0 student. You know, at one point in time, I used to do everything, you know, try to do everything right. And, then, you know, unless, you know, you know, they just came in and took me and, and, you know, went to a different place and everything like that. But, yeah, man, that's a little bit about my upbringing. Yeah, I mean, we can go long, you know, I mean, about it. But like I said, I had a very, very great family that raised me. My parents raised me. Um, a blessing with three sisters and everything like that. And it was kind of like being adopted or being, you know, a child who didn't have a family, you always want to kind of like the full house, the Cosby experience and everything like that. You kind of see that on TV, you know? Yeah. You want that type of family. You're like, man, I want a big family. I want this and I want that. And I end up having that type of family. You know what I mean? I kind of believe it. It was just like, you know, me speaking in, into existence. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, if I get this type of family, it's going to be fun. It's going to be dope. And it definitely was, bro. It definitely was. That's really cool, man. And I'm sure, like, I just want to kind of go back to the adoption piece because I don't know too much about it. And kind of going from, you were saying, going from house to house and family to family. Yeah. How is it kind of psychologically when you're going in there and, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what if this family bounces me? Are, are you kind of worried about, uh, maybe that's the wrong question. It's more of like, how do you feel walking into a family thinking to yourself, Oh shit, I'm gonna get bounced soon. You know, like how does that how does that go through a kid's mind? Um, I think you're for me, and I think maybe most of us, you know what I mean? You're you're processing it throughout your day. You know what I mean? So 
let's say, you know, like school is in, in and everything like that. So you go to school and you're doing everything right. Or prime example, let's say you do something wrong. You know what I mean? You fear the fact that, hey, you're going to go home. You know, they can't whoop you. You know what I mean? They can't, they can't kind of do it as though if you're their own blood child. But you know what I mean? They still can scold you. You know what I mean? They still can do certain things. But mm-hmm. it's like being in the system and everything like that, they can just send you back. You know what I mean? They can say, hey, you know what I mean? messed up today or you know you didn't do well and they send you back and then you know what i mean now the process starts all over so sometimes it's kind of like anxiety you know I mean at a young age already i fear i feel the worst you know what i mean so most of the time you could probably be doing everything to your your best full potential as a seven eight nine year old and stuff like that and then to get home and be pulled and not know like what did i do you know what I mean? That's that's the that's another bad thing too, is that like I said, anxiety. But the the fear of you not being in a house anymore and not getting a reasoning why. You know what I mean? It's like all your hopes and dreams and love is taken away, and you thought you were close with this person or this parent, and it's like, man, they didn't even give me an answer to why. You know what I mean? Your caseworker would give you an answer to why, but it was generally always the same exact reason. You know what I mean? Like so. a generic response almost like, oh, you didn't yeah, like, fit well or yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, eh, you know what I mean? Just couldn't, you know, they couldn't provide for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll, we'll try again. I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy, man. You know? Pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty I, I hear you on that, man. It's, uh, that's gotta be tough as a kid growing up. And it's funny too, cause knowing you and kind of getting to know you over the last couple of months, you are very yourself. Like you don't, shy away from who you are as a human being and i imagine like as a kid growing up in that environment you're always trying to conform to whatever those you know foster parents are going to want you to be like or you know you're trying to be the best person possible and and you don't want to act out or you know be fully i remember as a kid i was an asshole (laughs) you know i was always laughing in class getting kicked out and you know if i was in the same environment as you i don't think i would have been the same happy-go-lucky kid as I was as a young as a young buck you know right you would have you would have been scared of that creative space I like to use creative space you know what I mean a lot you know what I mean so you would have been able to have that creative space you know what I mean as a child you know what I mean you would have feared for the worst but you know for some who have parents it's like as a child you know your mother and father you know what I mean or your grandmother or, or you know grandpa you kind of like know their character or like if you do wrong what they may say, what they may do, you know what I mean? How they may scold you and stuff like that. But again, you know, when you're when you're in the system as being a, an adopted or a foster child or whatever thing like that, you, I mean, you just never know. I mean, one thing you do know is that they can't, you know, put their hands on anything like that. You know what I mean? But you just you just know or you feel in the back of you know your your spirit, your heart, your brain, whichever one it is. Man, I just don't want to mess up. Yeah, I mean, if, if so, it might be a bad role, you know. Mm-hmm. How did you so. kind of fight that anxiety and, and be more yourself, you know, at, to the person you are now? Like, how did you kind of start that process when you were young, a young kid? Um, it, it took a while, you know what I mean, because I was always aggressive. I mean, I was always angry. Um, uh, a trigger of mine used to be when kids used to be like um, my mom or my dad. You know what I mean? It used to be a trigger for me. You know, or my grandma or my grandpa. And I'm like, I can't really say that. You know, I have to call these people by their names, like Sheila. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. So that would be like a trigger. 
and if anybody bothered my brother, you mean that would be a trigger. You know, what I mean, this is pre before you know my parents took me in and everything like that, and, and you know took over adoption and everything like that. But pre that, I was just so aggressive. You know, what I mean, like everything was a trigger to me. You know, what I mean, I just wasn't happy and everything like that. So it took until I got with my family and everything like that to where I, I became. I just became me. I got to find me. You know what I mean? That was because my parents was on me. Um, like I said, I have sisters um, who were kind of on me just to be free, just to be me. So it took me a while. Man, I probably, to be honest, I must say probably like in my 20s. You know what I mean? I didn't find myself until I was in the 20s. And even with that, I, I used to say I'm, I'm still like a teenager. I'm still like a kid because I really didn't get, you know what I mean, the, the prism of, of having like, you know, a mother and a father there to actually teach me everything. So very, very late in life, man. Yeah. No, I think we're all works in progress too. So yeah, yeah. we never like, I always get on myself too. Like, man, come on, you got to be more like yourself in certain social situations or whatever, but we're all works in progress. We're always trying to better ourselves, whether that be socially or physically, especially for you physically right now, you know, you're trying to bulk up and everything. <laughs> But yeah, man, I definitely say that all the time is raw works in progress. It takes a lot of time and experience and kind of getting to figure yourself out through doing things is probably the number one thing. And as you get older, that's that's what really happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, again, back to that creative space. And like I said, it was late in life on, on doing things. My my family was pushing for me, you know what I mean, to kind of what is it you like? What is it you like to eat? You know what I mean? What is it you like to do? And you know I mean? it just ended up being like, um, kind of like things that I was scared to to say that I was into. You know what I mean? Because you're growing up rough and you're going up hardcore or the world standard says man or male has to be tough all the time. You know what I mean? And you're kind of scared to express yourself. Man, I had sisters. I'm so big into like facial care products now, you know, taking care of my nails, you know what I mean? You know me, I'm, I'm a big Vans collector, comic book collector. So kind of like the soft spoken things, you know what I mean, of what the, the world standards or social standards that they want us to be as men. I was just finding these through expression with my sisters and with my family telling me, what is it you like? You know what I mean? What is it you like to do? And I was just like, I, I like this. I don't like this. You know what I mean? Or I do like this. And it was just like new to me. You know what I mean? That I was finding myself um, as an adult. And I never found it as a teenager, you know? Yeah, that's really interesting. You're like taking the barriers off of everything you thought you knew and saying, okay, what do I really like right now? Like taking care of your face, man. That's just, that's hygiene. And girls <laughs> like that too. Like you talk about being masculine, like that's something a man should do to look good for his woman or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and, and doing these things is funny. I mean, my, my grandmother used to think I was gay. Yeah, you know I mean, because I never, had, yeah, I never had brought like you know a young lady home. I never brought around the family, and I had dated and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But she used to always say that, and, and it wasn't a knock, you know, or anything like that. She wasn't like bashing me or, or attacking. She just didn't know, you know what I mean? But it was because I had sisters who made sure my nails was together. You know what I mean? Made sure my facial, you know, uh, face products and stuff was together. My hair. You know, everything. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, at that point in time, I was getting muscles. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, wearing the fitted clothes and everything like that. So I was just, you know, day by day, bit by bit, week by week. You know what I mean? I was I was really finding myself and I was having a creative space because I was accepted now. 
You know, I was accepted by my family. They didn't care who I was. Yeah, man, I was so happy for that. That's really important. I always think that when, you know, if I'm going to start a family, I want to accept whatever my kids want to do. You know, I, yeah. I play football and we both play football too, right? You, you play when mm-hmm. you were younger. I never yeah. say like, hey, you have to play football or you have to lift weights. Whatever you yeah. want to do, whatever brings you happiness, that's what I want my kids to do. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, maybe I can pose this question to you. Why do you think that, you know what I mean? And now we see people coming out and everything like that. And it's and it's been a while, but it's like you can't mix masculinity, you know what I mean, with being creative in your own space. And when I say that, like, you know what I mean, being gay or trans or something like that, like, why do you think people don't think, you know, that's able to mesh for some reason? I don't know. That's a good question. And I think it kind of goes back to what I just said is we have these already these preconceived notions of what a man is supposed to be growing up, you know, and I, I have a, I love my dad. This is not a knock on my father whatsoever, but he is like a rugged individual loves to shoot, (laughs) loves to shoot guns, you know, like all military, like all that kind of things. And he'll, you know, he'll say stuff like jokingly talking about gay people, whatever. And I think we just have a different generation where we don't look down at people for their sexual preferences. So, and I I think just being more open-minded, all that kind of stuff. But the reason why, you know, I have to say is, is not, not being able to get rid of those thoughts and beliefs that were so rooted in a lot of people's upbringing or you know what they feel now like my dad he's he's 62 years old he's not going to change his mind it's going to be impossible to change that dude's mind i love him dearly he's a great you know good-hearted individual but some of his opinions and stuff like that it's like man come on (laughs) it's super outdated and that's just that's just how it is sometimes yeah yeah i got you yeah you know or as they would call it a man's man you know what i mean exactly a man's man is not capable of expressing himself, you know, or shouldn't express himself. Like, you know, to, to some people that's considered soft, you know? Which... Yeah. In my, in, in my opinion, I think you hold this opinion too, is like nowadays being manly is being able to like stand up for what you believe in, whether that be something that's feminine or masculine. Um, you know, like you see a lot of guys paint their nails now, or even you, like you weren't a nose ring. The yeah. People aren't, people weren't doing that back 20 years ago, you know, like you were getting yeah. clown for doing that, but not anymore. Like, dude, you walk in the gym, you're one of the biggest dudes in there. Like people fear you and they don't say, Oh, that's kind of weird. We're in a nose ring. Like, no, they're like, damn, that dude's big as hell. You know, like, they, they don't think about it like they used to back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I guess it goes back to when they used to say, you know, you judge a book by its cover and stuff like that. And nowadays you have to open the book. You know what I mean? To actually figure out what you're dealing with or who you're dealing with and stuff like that. And when you open that book, you know what I mean? You start reading, it's like a uh, geometry problem. You know what I mean? You're like, man, this is a, a very, very interesting male, female, you know, she, he, you know, they're very, very interesting. And then, you know, you just don't put, you don't put a limitation on, you know, on, on who you can be friends with or a limitation on what they can possibly do. Because um, even, you know, with sports and stuff like that, you know, as we're on this topic, we see people coming out and it's like, they're still one of the best. You know what I mean? So that just gets thrown out the window. Like, eh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so never I, cared. Never cared what your sexuality. It, it's like they're different check boxes for who you want to be friends. You know, what your yeah. friends look like instead of saying, yeah. you know, not look like, but who your friends are. 
they're saying, you know, I want them to be friendly. I want them to, you know, care for me or, you know, whatever those check boxes are for you. A lot of it's not an external thing. It's all internal, you know, it's, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not what they look like anymore. Absolutely. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's along the lines of who, you know, who just makes you happy or who makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Cause I used to always, you know, say, um, and, and many people might get, you know, mad at this, but I used to say like, sometimes religion would hold us back from having interesting conversations with people, you know what I mean? Or having interesting friends or, or pretty creative and, and, and dope friends because, you know, some religions, teach one thing some religions may hold you back from you know eating some things and some religions may you know just teach you different things uh, oh my god along the lines you know what i mean wow what is that oh my god it's a fire alarm going off <laughs> this is live to him no sorry i can stop oh, okay All right, we're back. It was like along the lines of religion. You know I mean, I feel like sometimes, and again, I'm I don't mean to attack anybody. I was raised in a very, very um I, I don't even want to use the word religious, but I was raised in a household of Christianity. You know what I mean? So I know front and back of anything when it comes to the Bible. But at points in times I used to be stuck in this space, you know what I mean, or or stuck in a box to where I couldn't really do a lot of things so you know what I mean have creative conversations with people and everything like that and I just I wanted to be friends you know what I mean with with different cultures you know what I mean different diversities and stuff like that and it was just like you know I'm not attacking Christianity by any means you know what I mean but we all know when you read certain certain literature you know what I mean of different religions so we can think about the, the holy war that's going on right now you know with, with us in the other country they believe in a different type of, of structure right so it's like whether we see them attacking women and you know taking over power and everything like that that's how i felt you know what i mean in my household you know what i mean when i was coming up i was just like man this is how i feel when it comes to religion i want to be friends with gays you know what i mean i want to be friends with people in the lgbtq community and as you know when i start finding myself tb i tell you i went to college and it was just like a whole different aspect and my best friend ended up being gay my best friend is actually a, a gay guy you know what I mean? We've been friends for, for years. You know what I mean? And it's like, once I got out of that, that, that box, you know what I mean? And just coming out and, and, and again, that creative space, creating it. I was like, man, I feel way much better. Yeah. I wonder, so I want to ask you, I know Christianity has that viewpoint on the LGBT community in general, but mm -hmm. why do you think that is? Is there stuff in the scripture? I don't know. I'm not super Christian. I, I had a somewhat Christian background growing up. But is it stuff in the scripture that's saying, you know, this is a sin? Or is it just um, an idea of who they are as, as human beings? You know, if you look at someone, you're like, they're gay. They are terrible human beings. They believe this, this, and this. You know, is it, what is it? What's the whole reason? So, so the Bible talks about marriage, and when it talks about marriage, it talks about male and female. You know what I mean? So it, it's like cut right there. You know what I mean? That's what it talks about. It talks about a man operating with a female, how Adam, you know what I mean, was created, and then Eve was created, you know, from the rib of Adam. You know what I mean? So their viewpoint is 
that's what you're supposed to be with. A man is supposed to be with a female. And then as it goes along, you know what I mean, in, in the rest of the Testament and New Testament and everything like that, it talks about, you know what I mean, what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? Apparently, you know what I mean? Same sex, and I'm quoting for, you know, I'm not speaking verbatim, but you know what I mean? People who are deep into the Bible, like I said, I, I'm not there anymore, you know what I mean? But I do know my knowledge. It just speaks on the fact of same-sex marriage as being wrong. You know what I mean? But then also the Bible says, come as, you know, come as though who you are. So it's also like, it's a misconception and we can get deep. And I know, you know what I mean? A whole bunch of people who, who, who know the literature, know the scripture might say, hey, you know, he's quoting it wrong. I'm not quoting it verbatim, but this is what it's saying. You know what I mean? Or this is what it says. So that's the notion of Christianity. You know what I mean? Man is supposed to be with woman. Woman is supposed to be a man and no, nothing else. Yeah. I think it's, I always thought that was really interesting because in history, I mean, people have been gay for as long as human beings have been alive. You know, I mean, you'll see it, you'll see it in some animals where, you know, same sexes will kind of get together and obviously not procreate, but, you know, have sex. (laughs) But I wonder, I always think about this. I'm not really asking a question, more of a hypothetical. Why was that even in place? You know, in, in Rome, they used to do it all the time. In Greece, they used to do it all the time. It was almost like, whatever people kind of shrugged it off as is nothing and now because of these religious ideas we're looking at people who you know enjoy the same sex or whatever they like as these people who are you know engaging in sin who are awful people it's just interesting to me because we've always done it i just think it's an odd concept now that you know religion is saying this stuff yeah you know it's hard man because you know I've, i've dived into other religions too, you know I mean, and, and red, and it's 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 along the same premises, you know what I mean, the same belief system too, you know what I mean, or like I said, let's think about the in, in, in other countries, you know what I mean, they kill people for being gay, you know what I mean, but in America, you know that's why people free their country to come here, you know what I mean, because we you're free to be who you want to be, you know what I mean, but um, yeah, in other religions they believe the same thing. You know I mean, but the penalty is much more uh, different. You know what I mean? You, you lose your life of being that way. So I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty strange. But like you said, because, you know what I mean, we're into history or I'm into history and everything like that. This has been around for a while. You know what I mean? And it was almost like nobody really even said anything back then, you know, AD, BC time and everything like that. You mm-hmm. know? It's weird. Um, yeah. But on yeah. your, I, I love your point, though, about, you know, kind of going to college and like opening up to different people from different cultures. So I felt the same way. I actually, my first year in college um, in our dorm room, like our area, we had one guy from Rwanda and one guy from Nigeria. And yeah, yeah. they taught me so much about their cultures. They were the coolest, nicest human beings I've ever met. Like just so happy to be there in the first place. I always thought that was one of the coolest things about college not really learning the subjects or anything like that is getting to meet people from different backgrounds, whether that be over in Kansas in the cornfields or in Rwanda, where it's completely different atmosphere. Like I always thought that was super cool about college. Man, that's pretty dope, man. Did they teach you Swahili? Hell no, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> so, if anybody, any listeners from you know Africa, everything Niaje, uh, you know what I mean. So that's saying what's up to everybody out there who's probably listening to the podcast. Niaje, okay, I just learned something new. Yeah, Thanks, man. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I want to get back to your bodybuilding stuff, though. Um, yeah. We talked a little bit about you being in athletics as a kid. Did you kind of transition from football into, into bodybuilding, or was there some in between that you were interested in before it? Yeah, it was, it, you know, first I started with track, man. You know what I mean? It's funny that we were on, um, you know, uh, guys from Africans and everything like that that you had as roommates, because I always make a joke. I was, like, very, very skinny. You would have thought I was from Rwanda or Nigeria or something like that. I was very, very skinny, very, very dark. Yeah, man, people would mistake me as an African guy. And I used to run track, man. You know, they're very good at long distance. So I used to run a 1,500, you know, 800. And I just couldn't, I would eat as much as possible, man. Never gain weight. But um, I ended up having like a um, testicular torsion. You know what I mean? When I was like in middle school, you know what I mean? So there's a procedure where, you know, a man loses his testicle and everything like that. And um, I was seeing guys that I was like faster than and everything like that. They was getting big as we was going to high school. And I knew I had that surgeon. I was out of school for a year. So I was homeschooled for a year. You know what I mean? I couldn't do anything. Man. I was, you know, like I said, we're, we're men and I lost my testicle and everything like that. That's crazy, man. That's, that's a, that's, that's a crazy experience. Can I, can I ask, can I ask a little bit about like, why, why did you have to get that removed? Was it like causing problems? Um, you know, uh, what I remember is that we went on a field trip. You know what I mean? In middle school when I was like on skates and I hit like, um, at this point in time, I don't know if they do it now. I'm kind of like afraid of skating <laughs> now, but um, coming in too fast, didn't stop. And I actually, I level with, you know, with my, my private part and whatnot and, and the uh, pool table hit very, very hard. And so that day I woke up in the middle of the night and what happened was, you know I mean, that blow, you know what I mean? End up, it's like a, it's like a concussion. You know what I mean? But it was a force bump bow to my private part. And man, they got up. Like when people say, man, it was like the size of a golf ball, a soccer. Mine was really the size of a golf ball. Literally. Literally the size of a And middle school too. Like, damn, like, you know, like, oh shit, something wrong. Yeah. Middle school, man. In the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Like 10, maybe nine, 10 at night. I'm like, told my sister, like, yo, something is going wrong. Yeah, I mean, I looked down. It was like, had to rush me to the hospital, had to do emergency surgery and everything like that. So at that point in time, like I said, I was a very, very skinny guy. And I was just seeing guys who were like doing good, getting bigger. And I'm like, I kind of like made it my point to be, when I do come back to high school, I'm going to be a big dude. You know what I mean? If not, I'm going to be ripped. And so, man, I, I went to the store, man, and started looking at magazines, muscle magazines, you know what I mean? Um, and I had posted a while back, my grandmother still had the magazines, but she still had like my first magazine, you know what I mean? From like years ago and whatnot, when I first got and started doing bodybuilding, I'm like, I'm gonna be one of these guys. But that was kind of like my motivation. You know what I mean? That was my motivation right there. I was this little bitty dude and I started dibbling and dabbling in protein, you know what I mean? Making uh, creatine, you know, weight gain shakes. I start eating everything. That's typical as a as a as a you know child or a high schooler, you know, middle school going to high school. But I knew I I wasn't working out. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm scared. I'm gonna lose my speed and this this and that. Year at homeschool, um, or a year at home. I was I was being homeschooled, and then next you know I just went to high school, and I just started fitting in you know what I mean everything about bodybuilding or everything about football I was getting bigger I was getting stronger I was still a small dude but it was just my mission so I probably 
was maybe like 150. And then when I got to high school, I was probably like 170, 175. You know what I mean? And I was like, remember, I was homeschooled. So I didn't get to, to high school to kind of like my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The procedure and whatnot until I was healed and cleared by the doctor. And then it took off from there, man. You know what I mean? I just started being so, so in-depth when it comes to those magazines. And whether they was real or fake, I was like, oh, Ronnie Coleman eats this. Jay Color eats this, and this is some of the successful bodybuilders at that point in time. Sergio Olivia, he eats this, and I was just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Try, couldn't eat that much. You know what I mean? It was eating six meals and, you know, so many amounts of carbs and protein and fats. And, bro, it, it just went from there. Um, so from there, from high school, um, I went to college. And in college, you know, played football, too. Uh, went up to Minnesota, played junior college ball up there. Then came back home and uh, played at Urbana University. It's a Division II school, um, Division II All-American, two years and everything like that. And then I started jumping around. You know what I mean? I had an opportunity to play for the Bengals. That didn't fall through. I had to play an arena ball for two or three years. Had an opportunity with the uh, Canadian, with the Argonauts or whatnot up there. That didn't fall through, you know what I mean? So I was just jumping around with football. And it ended up being at my high school, Trotwood uh, High School is where I went. Um, there was this guy named R.D. Caldwell. He was already like a bodybuilding phenom, you know what I mean, while we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. He was our fullback. So you I mean, I'll let you know how kind of big he was, or you can gauge how big he was, but he was our fullback. Yeah. And um, he was like lifting like five plates in high school, squatting. And I'm like, man, this dude is strong. And I had just transferred to the high school. I I transferred from a city high school to Trotwood uh, High School. And so I used to always be like the guy with the shakes, like I said, in the magazines and stuff like that. And I kind of like seen him in the lunchroom. He had the same thing, the same episode of that month. And then he had like a myoplex shake and he was eating so healthy. Next thing you know, years later, So R.D. Caldwell was just like me, you know what I mean? But me and my um, cousins, Gary and Will Simpson's their names, we ended up going like to this gym. And in the gym, you know what I mean? They had like pictures of him, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? His, um, in his trunks and his bodybuilding trunks and stuff like that. And it was like, man, that's R.D. You know what I mean? We played with him. Uh, he had already won so many trophies. You know what I mean? He was a household name. So when I got done with football, I actually had an opportunity to uh, try out for the Winter Olympics um, up in New York. I actually had a chance and I was going to do that. And I was like, do I want to do this? You know what I mean? Or do I just want to go into bodybuilding? So, well, let me rephrase. When I came back home, I ran into him. He was like, hey, you ready to bodybuild? And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm not ready. But then I pumped myself up to do it. Then next you know, I was not ready for it. I was not ready for the mental aspect, the diet and boom, boom, boom. So we we're like midway through a prep, which, you know, I mean, a prep is considered like, you know, how many weeks you, you give yourself before you get on stage. And I didn't even make it like the first two weeks. I kind of like went mentally crazy to where I was like spaced out. Uh, he was looking for me. I wouldn't answer my phone. And so I like turned it down. Year later, I came back to him and seen him again. And he was like, you ready now? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. So we ended up training. And I did a show in Cincinnati, the Muscle Mania show. 
And then um, I did a natural Ohio in Cleveland. I placed second to the overall winner. And then I made it my mission to do the show again in next year. And then I won the overall title in 2015. So my transition was football to bodybuilding. And it was because I was just, I was giving up on football. You know what I mean? I was kind of like, I fulfilled my potential. You know what I mean? I did everything I could possibly do. I worked my butt off. And I'm kind of like the person, you know what I mean? When it comes to a goal or when it comes to something, I literally shut the world off. You know what I mean? I, I shut everything off. I'm like, only people I need to know or that need to know is like my, my parents and my, my sisters and my family. And they need to know I'm okay, I'm alive. You know what I mean? So that's how I was. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, I'm done with football. You know, let's just go straight into bodybuilding. And I started having success. My success was very, very quickly, very quick in the sport. Um, with RD, like I said, playing with him, you know, he became my mentor. You know what I mean? He taught me everything. Um, he was kind of like, you know, he's a, he's, he's a judge now, NPC judge, but he's a pro also, and he competes in classic. But it was kind of like with him, he was just giving me a foundation, you know, teaching me about people in bodybuilding, teaching me names. And he didn't know my journey about bodybuilding. He didn't know I had all these magazines and didn't know I knew a lot of the names and whatnot. But that's how he taught me. You know, he taught me to love the sport first, learn people first, learn what they did, learn how they did it. You know what I mean? Learn like when they had ups and when they had downs and, you know, how they actually came back from the downs and what they did when they were up. You know what I mean? And I learned all that and we just had a lot of success. I mean, one, two, probably with him being my coach and my mentor out of six shows, we had five overall titles, you know what I mean? Wow. In one second place, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and I was, that's how it started, man. You know what I mean? I started, then I went to like a national show in, in Pittsburgh. It was my first defeat. It was like 40 guys and I got like 11th place. And I didn't even show back up at like the finals. You do like prejudging in finals. I didn't even right. show up at finals. I was so hurt. You know what I mean? And then as you know, I was like, make it, you know, my mission to come back and, and, and get my pro card. And I did, I did that show. I did the national show in 2016. So I took two years off. I turned pro in 2018, in September, Labor Day uh, of 2018. Um, and classic and that's how that's how it all began and start on this on this crazy journey of, of bodybuilding yeah there's a lot of shit to unpack there but first thing i'm gonna start off with you said you almost did the winter olympics what sport was that gonna be uh man i was gonna be um in the winter olympics the winter olympics is kind of like um well how they do it they kind of do the same thing what, what people don't know is they kind of like pick up football players you know what i mean because they do the same thing they have a combine mm -hmm. It was in New York Lake Plastic. That's where I was going to be going. But they have similar like the NFL. They do a combine. They see how fast you can run, see how high you can jump. Uh, kind of like those specific things. And I already had some great times, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And um, kind of like reached out to, I forgot who the director was that or the recruiting director at that point in time, but kind of reached out to them and, you know, sent my numbers over to them and stuff like that. And uh, a combine was set up because they call it a combine also. It was kind of set up for me to do this stuff with the combine. But I ended up, learn I ended up learning that they had to, <laughs> you had to raise money, you know, along, along your journey to get there and to stay there. So like I said, it was a New York Lake, 
New York, Lake Placid and everything like that. So I would have had to raise money if I would have made the team and everything like that. And I was just like, it was too much for me. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to do that. And in my mind, I was already processing. But what if I don't make the team? You know what I mean? So I didn't even go. I didn't even, I didn't even take the chance. I didn't take the step. I was, I was, I was afraid. And I'm not a man who's really afraid of anything except for mice, but I didn't yeah. take that step. You had another option too, though. I mean, you had the bodybuilding aspect too. You're like, do I do this? Do I do that? You had yeah. options. It wasn't like a, this is my dire goal, but I'm a little afraid. I don't think I'm going to do it. It was like, eh, well, we'll try it out. Yep. And then school was another option too, because, you know, being from a small college, I ended up, I ended up leaving out of school early. You know what I mean? I didn't even finish the four years. I did three years and then left thinking, you know, my chances was better at this point in time. And uh, I just was like, for me in life, man, I'm going to be honest, TV, you know, I, I I just jump at whatever comes to me. You know what I mean? Like schools, you know, the school that I wanted to go to, I just jumped. I said, I'm going to Minnesota. You know what I mean? Who knows? Whatever happens, happens. You know, I did mm-hmm. well up there and successful. Then I came all the way back home when it was time to, you know, junior college, you do two years there, then you pick a school or a school that gives you opportunity. And I had, I had a whole bunch of different schools and stuff like that, but I was just like, I'm going to go here. You know, I'm going to go to Urbana University. Uh, they gave you opportunity. Um, it was the most money when it came to scholarships and stuff like that. Relationships, you know what I mean? I, I just I just jump. It's like, you know what I mean? This is a nice person, a beautiful person, personality. I jump, trips, anything. You know what I mean? I, I, I just was jumping for opportunities. But that opportunity when it came with the for the winter, to make the Winter Olympics team and stuff like that, I was really, really scared and nervous, man. Mm. Really, man, really scared. That's, that's so crazy, though. I never knew they did that. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Another and thing it, you talked about is um, the comparisons you made to, what was his name, R.D.? You said his yeah, name? R.D. Caldwell. Yep. Yeah. And it's crazy because you're saying, you know, you're doing the same stuff. You're eating the protein. You're looking at the magazines. You're working out damn near the same. But people don't realize, I think, I mean, obviously we realize this, but maybe some people listening, you could do the same shit as another person, but they could look 10 times better than you just based off genetics. And that is just <laughs> such a hard thing to come to grips with, but it's yeah. so true. Absolutely. And it's like, man, when I, I mean, he's blessed, man. Like, we're, you know, we all blessed in fitness. I mean, you can just have abs. You know what I mean? You're blessed. You know what I mean? Genetically or not genetically, you know what I mean? You worked hard for it. But it was like since high school we knew he looked the same. I mean, he was big, freaky. You know what I mean? Um, and and even like, and this is the funny thing because it was kind of like um, you know when the um, I forgot what I'm looking for, but you know how it comes down to the mentor and and the, and the student. You know what I mean? The mentor, the the, the student ended up saying, "I want to face you." You know what I mean? So yeah. he had just won. It's like a it's called the Julie Palmer in Dayton, Ohio. And then he went to team universe to become pro and he became pro, but it was like right before he went to get his pro card and he got his years before me. I just wanted, like I said, the um, 2015 natural Ohio. And I was like, gun ho wanting to face him, <laughs> yeah. but I knew I couldn't beat him. You know what <laughs> I mean? But I'm like, I just had, I had a whole bunch of like, charisma at that point in time to where I'm like, you know, and I can face my mentor. But, you know, like I said, it was just so happy to see somebody that kind of resonated with me or I resonated with him. And I'm like, man, he's light years ahead of me. You know what I mean? And 
if only he knew like where I'm at. And we only had like football talk, football conversation. I never expressed to him at high school that I was into bodybuilding the way that I am. You know what I mean? And I don't even think he, I don't even think he knows like the, the deeper version of this story. You know what I mean? I, I think along the lines of the story was we went to high school. He was a bodybuilder. I always wanted to be a bodybuilder. And then it full circled around. You know what I mean? The universe just had us meet again. And he, he became my coach and he became my mentor and still is my mentor today. You know what I mean? Like even that I've had two, three other coaches in the sport, you know what I mean? For the last three years, if I'm in trouble, I call him. You know what I mean? If I need something, he'll take over. You know what I mean? He just, he, again, that creative space, he's given me a creative space to, to trust me, you know what I mean? As being his student. And mm -hmm. I've had the most success with him being my mentor or, or being, you know, the client or the student, I've had the most success of anybody that he's ever coached. So when it came back around, he became a pro, you know, and then I became a pro and it's like, to this day, I'm still waiting for us to like get on stage together. Like, you know what I mean? I, I want that to happen, but I know he's like full fledged. He's a judge in the Midwest and everything like that. And I'm still competing. So I, I hope it does happen. I, do, I hope that he doesn't, you know, kind of transition out of the sport until like we can actually be on a stage together. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pieces of the bodybuilding that I don't think a lot of people know. Like you just mentioned the coaching aspect. That's huge. You got to have a good coach and a good mentor to kind of bring you up. And then the whole mental aspect you were talking about, like you were saying your first prep, you didn't make it for, through like what, two to four weeks. <laughs> That's tough, man. I mean, think about it. You, I mean, you and your journey too, you know, me of coaching people and teaching the knowledge of fitness. And it's like, sometimes you can be in that zone or, or with you, you know what I mean? Like prime example, you just recently had surgery. You know what I mean? Like sometimes your morale can go down a little bit. You know what I mean? About things. Mm -hmm. And my, my morale had went down because, you know, we come from the football era and everything like that. And it's like, man, I'm young. I can do this. You know what I mean? It wasn't just weights involved. You know what I mean? It was like the diet part. You know what I mean? I'm like, hold on. I know I can do this because I've seen it in all these magazines. But when it was time to do it, I was not ready. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got to eat like this? And I wasn't <laughs> mentally ready. You know what I mean? I, 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 really, <laughs> I really wasn't mentally ready. So like in the fitness room, when people mess up, it's generally not the part of training. You know what I mean? It's generally part when it's the eating part. You know what I mean? The cleaning up your diet part that people just give up, you know what I mean? And, and I've been there, you know what I mean? And think about it. I'm on the extreme aspect of, of bodybuilding. Right. You know I mean, everything is like very, very clean cut to the T, you know, you can't cut any corners. I'm like, and no offense to anybody, but I'm like, if you're not like on the extreme end, I, I, you can do this. You know what I mean? You still can have certain sauces you know, I mean, you can season your food a certain way. Yeah, you know, on the extreme level, it, it's it's not all it's not all happy at points and times. No, for sure. Me and Cal always talk about it too. Is we would we lived together for a good like two to three years. He was one of the first friends I had who was into bodybuilding as much as me. So I kind of yeah. had a similar like high school career to you. You know, I was super into football. I was pretty big too. Like I was around two fifty. And chubby, like I, I was a, a bigger, heavier set kid. Like, let's just be honest about it. I didn't care about my diet that much, but loved weights. I, you know, I, I always looked at the bodybuilding magazines. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool to do after I play football. But 
I'm a D lineman. I'm not trying to have abs right now. Like I'm just trying to make sure I don't get pushed off the line from these 300 pound dudes. So, you know, me and Cal was really cool and being done with football, we got super into the bodybuilding, just lifestyle, not in terms of like, Oh, we're going to compete at this time, but it was like clean eating, you know, getting your macros in, paying attention to all that kind of stuff, stuff that I've never done before. So it was really cool to, to meet him and kind of learn about that. But what I'm saying, we always joke around is, man, I don't want to do a competition. That means we got to, we can't eat the sauces. We can't go out for burgers or drink at night. Cause it's so, you got to be to the T because everyone else you're competing with isn't yeah. cutting corners. And like, you just have to be so precise in everything you're doing. It's such a challenge, man. Yeah. 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 And, and I, you know, I don't, I think you can have any type of character, you know what I mean? And be successful in it. You know what I mean? But I think you have to be a person who, who can manage consistency. You know what I mean? And once you learn consistency, then you're good. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that's a number one trait that you should be able to learn or have to learn when it comes to the sport. Um, and my, my characteristics, I'm, I'm actually an introvert you know what I mean, with extrovert characteristics, you know what I mean? So a lot of times for me, when I did start learning a diet and I was comfortable and everything like that, I was, I was kind of like, cool. You know what I mean? Cause I, I wasn't a person who drunk or smoked. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like my lifestyle. I mean, guys from college can, it can tell you, man, after games and stuff like that, I would stay in my room. You know what I mean? I'd be ready to watch film. Yeah. You know I'm just, we lost. Oh man, I gotta get better. You know what I mean? Or I didn't do this. I gotta get better. So with my introverts, introvert characteristics and stuff like that. I was just always like, yep, I'm going to stay in. You know what I mean? Me staying in versus somebody, you know what I mean? And nothing against extroverts. You know what I mean? You going out, possibly you can make a mistake. You know what I mean? And with me being an introvert, I was just like, oh, I'm a homebody. You know what I mean? I ain't going to make no mistake. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, was just, I was just fine. I learned consistency. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of suffered a little bit through it. You know what I mean? In the beginning. And I'm like, we're fine. I'm good. You know what I mean? I can do this. So is that how you, like, you talk about consistency. What were some other things that helped you get over that mental hump of, like, I know I've tried cutting before and there's been like four weeks into the cut. I'm getting mm-hmm. depressing thoughts out of nowhere. <laughs> like my life is going great right now, but I'm thinking, man, I hate this shit. This is awful. Like you're just, you're going through the worst thoughts ever. How do you overcome that? And, you know, you continue to do it. Obviously you just played, you know, did a show. Like, how do you, go through that time of, of cutting super hard. Now I'm used to it, but in the beginning, like I said, I, I struggled in the beginning, I gave up. And then, it, you know, it would be wrong not to give you the truth, but you know what I mean? The truth, I just started thinking of all the things that held me back. You know what I mean? The people who said I couldn't do this. And most people think that way, but I was just thinking, hey, I, and I was successful in football in my eyes. You know, I, I did it as best as I can, but I'm like, oh, I didn't make it successful in football. I'm going to go hard at bodybuilding. You know what I mean? Mental aspect. I got to go hard at bodybuilding because now it's, it's the cliche, me versus me. You know what I mean? No agents involved. No other players involved. You know what I mean? Nobody is holding me back except for myself. So that was the mental aspect of let me go look into this mirror Am I getting better day by day, day by day? You know what I mean? I, I wasn't a big scale watcher, but, you know, we watched the scale too. Was the scale improving? Was my body fat improving? So every day I was just saying, I'm, I'm facing Jason. You know what I mean? How bad do you want it? 
how good can you get? And then by the time I got to the duration of, because even when people say me versus me, sometimes we have to throw it in the trash because if it's a competition, it's really not you versus you. You know what I mean? It's you versus the rest of the competition. It ain't, it ain't much of a competition if it's you versus you if you ain't doing shit, you know? <laughs> it's not like, I, in the beginning stages, it's you versus you. But that was the mental aspect of me saying, I think me versus me or you versus you, however we want to put it, is the beginning process. Are you going to continue? Are you going to be consistent? Are you going to do this? Ah, you're going to give up. That's me versus me. But by the time you get to the com competition, it's like, okay, now my hard work needs to pay off. Did I work as hard as I think I can? And that was just Jason. You know what I mean? I already had the, the, the football background, the track background. You know what I mean? I already had the principles of when you're running in track, it's, it's only you. You know what I mean? You don't have any teammates unless you're running like a relay or stuff like that. So I already had the, the competition of I'm doing it for me. And then I got the team balance when, you know I me, mean, I started, I transitioned to football. And I said, I'm just going to, you know, solely focus on football. So that's what I was doing mentally, man. I was just taking things that, that drove me or made me angry when I was younger. And I had already like, you know, got through it with counseling and, you know, my family and everything like that. So I was kind of like fine, but I was just telling myself, like, this is the reason why you want to do it. I, I would give myself a reason. Sometimes I would give it like any type of reason. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, one time I said, this is you getting ready to fight Mike Tyson. I know I would, would lose against Mike Tyson, but at that point in time, watching videos and stuff like that, I'm like, man, Mike Tyson was the most aggressive, vicious dude. People were scared of him no matter where he went. So I would tell myself, who would I be scared of in the back alley? Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I would just go into the training and I'll be like, I'm preparing to fight Mike Tyson. So it was like, I, I needed something to pump me up. You know what I mean? I just needed something to always pump me up or motivate me. And I mean, everybody uses a lot of things, music, you know what I mean? Something that happened to them as bad. And I used to use that too. I'm like, you know what I mean? I got to do it for all the people that was adopted and kids and they can hear my story and stuff like that. But literally, I used to, I used to watch Mike Tyson videos of how he looked at people. And they used to be scared. And I used to be like, nah, man, I'm, I'm going to go into the gym and be as strong and as hard, work as hardcore. So if I ever had to meet somebody like Mike Tyson, I, I won't ever be scared of him. I will look apart. You know what I Because Mike Tyson looked apart. But then also he showed that he was a part too. And that's what I would do mentally. Oh yeah. I, damn man, you got me it's eight o'clock, man. You got me all juiced up, ready to hit the gym right now. <laughs> my motivation, man. You know, that that was because you know, when it comes to the mental aspect, we never know where somebody is mentally. You know what I mean? I mean, we see it sometimes. There are guys or women or people out here in life who are very, very confident. You know what I mean? But then like we were talking about judging a book by the cover earlier. If we look at the judging the book and it's like, they don't even look apart, but they're oozing, you know what I mean, out of their pores of confidence. And although I was confident, you know what I mean, I knew I was getting into a different lane because we know as playing football, somebody can cover our butt. You're on the D-line. You miss a tackle, guess who's covering your butt? Got the, the linebackers. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. And if the linebacker don't get it, then you got a strong safety or a free safety, you know what I mean, that's going to cover your butt, you know what I mean, and cover everybody's butt. So like, it's a chain reaction. So when it came down to competing in bodybuilding, I was just like, it's either me and my coach. You know what I mean? I'm not the one to point fingers at my mentor because I've known him for a very, very long time. So I'm like, it's me or Mike Tyson. I'm going to lose, but I'm going to look apart. <laughs> I have to look apart. 
and 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 that was the mental aspect you know what I mean it's like we never know where somebody is mentally whether it's high low or that median ground you know what I mean I mean we know some people who, who who we probably played football with who was never pumped up before the games cool chill guys and it's like man I don't even know how they do that you know what I mean because we came out pumped as a team and and that was my mental aspect you know what I mean when it came to bodybuilding I'm like I'm going in here you know, like like a chicken with his head cut off. Mm-mm. I gotta I gotta say though, I was one of those dudes who everyone like you'd have the the pile and everyone's like jumping around. I'd be in the back, like I'm all business, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, yeah. I, but I also wanted people on the other team to see me, like, yo, that dude's not even jumping around or anything. He means business. Like, he's ready to he's ready to rock and roll, like that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I don't even remember a couple guys who was like that. I we either had. I wasn't around guys like that, but I remember it was a guy named Travis Briscoe uh, from Columbus, Ohio, four-time All-American, real great dude, man. He used to always be joking and laughing. And then he would make fun of the guys. He'd be like, man, be quiet, shut up. You know, he's like, man, like I'm the All-American here. Like, you know what I mean? I'm the one laughing. And, and so I just, and he was like, he was two years younger than me or whatnot, or as far as grade-wise. And I used to just be like, laughing at him, laughing at the guys who were super serious. But I was just like, you know, you never know what people need, you know what I mean, to help them relax, to be cool, mm-hmm. to be calm, to, to just be, be able to prepare in, in their whole type of mentality. Because even in bodybuilding, I know some, I learned to be chill, but I used to be super aggressive in the beginning because, I, like I said, I was going in there thinking, I'm about to fight Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? So I need to be pumped up. Everybody, is, you know, is, is, is on, on his side, you know what I mean, not on my side, because they're not going to believe me. But yeah, man, it, it's 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 a it's a pretty great dynamic when you see people who just operate on a different, you know what I mean, flow space than other people. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. We had a lot of those those guys on the team. Like my D line, my uh, was it sophomore and junior year. Those dudes were the funniest group of individuals I've ever met. Like just being around them made you laugh they didn't have to do anything they'd just be like walking around that shit would be funny you know what i mean just those type of people but you you brought up a good point about bodybuilding and like being aggressive and everything and um to me you know i'm I'm not in the sport or anything but just from a perspective you know uh what i'm looking for a spectator's point of view (laughs) it looks like a work of art to me you know it's you have like a certain flow with it you know, when you're posing, you kind of have to go through a routine. It's it's very uh, meticulous and it's not aggressive. It's it's not one of those things where you're just like, oh, I mean, there's there's moments where you do the front, you know, the double bicep and the chest and everything. And you're like, oh, that kind of stuff. But a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know, you're moving from from spot to spot. So to me, it's almost like, man, that looks like a work of art. You're kind of you have to be smart with it you have to flow it you can't just be this brute who's just knocking and being aggressive and all that kind of stuff yeah not at all you know I mean because you think about the times you know we were talking about you know the romans and everything like that and we know the phrase rome wasn't you know made in x amount of days and everything like that it was a work of art you know what i mean so when you look at the statues now like michelangelo and everything like that you know I mean that's a work of art you know what I mean? They're in a different type of pose, the way they're posing and stuff like that. It was a work of art. You know what I mean? They were artists. You know what I mean? So that's what it is with bodybuilding. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're chiseling away or creating something that people enjoy. 
you know what I mean? Enjoy to see. Um, if you look at an art piece and I look at an art piece, we, we see things totally different. You know what I mean? You see a guy in the gym where you see a young lady in the gym and you're like, man, I want her, her, her arms. I want her abs. You know, I want her legs and stuff like that. So it is, it is a work of art. You know what I mean? Um, art takes time. You know what I mean? Um, creating abs or creating a, a certain type of physique takes time. So it's like, you never know. The body is the canvas. You know what I mean as you as you bulk up or you're holding fat and everything like that, and then as you start coming down and stuff like that to show your work of art, you're stripping yourself of everything. So that's the canvas. You know what I mean? You, you have it. It's a blank canvas, and then you just start drawing. You know what I mean? You just start making up whatever you want. Your your workouts. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. Let me do that. And you don't know if it's working or not. And then you start chiseling away. You know what I mean? And creating that canvas. And it's like at the end, you look and, and people are like, oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? That's, that's a lovely picture. That's a nice picture. And so it is. And then when it comes to the posing and stuff like that, posing is, is graceful. You know what I mean? Posing is relaxing. Posing, again, is, is, is meant to give your art a 3D effect. You know what I mean? So once you start hitting those poses, you know what I mean? Or you start putting it in a different light or putting it in a different... Um, a different type of way, you start seeing the art in, a, in, in, in 3D, you know what I mean, 4D or hieroglyphics, however you want to see it and everything like that. And it's like, yes, you know what I mean? Bodybuilding is a work of art, you know what I mean? And it doesn't even have to be bodybuilding, you know what I mean? We could just say fitness as a whole, you know what I mean, is a work of art, depending on how much work you put into it, you know what I mean? You structure your workouts a certain type of way, you structure your meals a certain type of way. Again, at the end of the day, once that picture is done, what do you have? You know what I mean? Do you do you have, you know, Baki art? You know what I mean? Do you have that type of, you know, that type of artwork? You know what I mean? To where Baki art, you know what I mean? To where it's like super expensive and stuff like that? Maybe, you know what I mean? Because then, you know what I mean? You have the, the Chris Bumsteads, you know what I mean? The Big Ramis, you know what I mean? The Latoya Watts, you know what I mean? Like, who, who knows? You know what I mean? You just have all these great people you know what I mean? Out here who, who, who actually have it, you know what I mean? It's just all about how can you create it? Yeah. That's a good point, man. I think you're talking, you're talking about Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yeah. That dude, yeah. The artist. Hell yeah. He's yeah. cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Uh, what did I want to bring up here? Um, so we got it. We talked about the bodybuilding stuff, man. What is your like ultimate goal in, in bodybuilding? You know, I, I know you, you said you got your pro card in 2018, and I'm sure like, that's a huge, that was a huge goal you just kind of <laughs> crossed off there. What, what's next for you in, in the sport of bodybuilding? You know, I, I write down my goals and everything like that, and we all should. I only wanted to be in the sport for five years, man. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I put a cap on it because I learned from football. You know what I mean? And we can continue to keep chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and, and nothing is wrong with that but at some point in time like if you don't have any friends to say hey that's it and it's just you or family or anybody that just says like this is it um then they can kind of weigh on you so i gave myself five years you know, to compete in the sport so from 2018 and i'm probably going to add a year because covid you know what i mean there wasn't really no shows during covid so probably three years left but my goal is just to win a pro show 
you know what I mean? And so with having family in Chicago and Ohio, I would like to win those shows, like the Arnold Classic, you know what I mean? If I get an invite there. And I would like to win the Chicago Pro Show, you know what I mean? So my family could be there. So that was kind of my goal and make it to the Olympia. Everybody wants to make it to the Olympia or Super Bowl, the sport. So that was it, you know what I mean? And I, I was going to be happy and successful for it. I've, I've never signed a contract to go with any sponsors, you know what I mean? Even after I had won the Natural Ohio, I had maybe at least 10, 10 offers, but I just felt like my representation wasn't that. You know, I didn't want to be one of those people to to lie to people and say, hey, I'm taking this and I'm, hey, I'm taking that. You know, I just want to be an honest and transparent person. You know, I just want to be Jason. You know, I, I, I didn't and nothing against anybody who does that. I, I understand. You know, what I mean, it's work. Um, you get paid for sponsors and certain things like that. But I just want to be a regular and, and not saying they're not. But I didn't want anything to identify me. You know what I mean? When it comes to the sport and everything like that, like, hey, I'm an IVB pro. Okay. Or, hey, I'm in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, you still have the the opportunity if I was to come up and speak to me and have a normal conversation. You know what I mean? I didn't want to hide behind anything. And not to say that they are, but if we were at, you know, like a, the Arnold Classic and they had all the vendors and stuff like that, I want to be the guy walking around. You know what I mean? You're running into you. And you'd be like, oh, hey, that's Jason Connor. You know what I mean? He's successful in bodybuilding. Instead of being behind a booth and not being able to relate and have conversations like this with people. So that was my goal. You know what I mean? Compete for five years, possibly win two or three pro shows, make it to the Olympia and get out. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I, I've sacrificed a lot when it came to football. I sacrificed a lot when it came to bodybuilding. That, you know what I mean? I would like to have a wife. I would like to have kids. You know what I mean? I, I, I look past and look forward to having those things and that's why i put like a five-year cap you know what i mean to compete because i would like to move on and, and and have the opportunity to find someone to share that life with that's that's special man yeah i think relationships are a huge part of life i mean having someone to be your partner in in terrible times like maybe cutting weight or or you know whether that's family or a coach or you know uh, a person you share love with Whatever that is, I think that's so important. And having that support system, I think it pushes you through those times. Like, I, I would not be able to get through a lot of the stuff that I got through without yeah. the people in my corner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, because again, you know, it's an individual sport and like we come from the football aspect. So like, if we get down or something happens, somebody can come in and help us out. We got teammates, we got coaches, we got athletic trainers. You know, we have a lot of support system there to help us. And when you're dealing with an individualized sport, you have to create your support system around you. You know what I mean? You have to, like you said earlier, you have to pick the right coach. You know I mean? To know your personality. You know what I mean? You might have to pick the right partner to understand my serotonin levels are down. You know, I'm a little bit moody. Or, you know, I, mean? I got to do cardio two times a day. Certain things like that. Or, you know what I mean? You, you look good, you don't look good. You mean they have to be transparent with you and stuff like that. So you have to create a very, very good support system. Your family understanding what's going on. They know why you know, you're shutting down, you're at a low. You know I mean, and, and a lot of other psychological things that come with the sport and everything like that, that just, you have to have a great support system, like you said, but you're the one creating it. You know what I mean? You're the one picking them out, you know what I mean? Like, I would have to pick you out, you know what I mean, to, to say, hey, you know, your posing is off, you know what I mean, 
or hey, are you staying on track? You know what I mean? How many meals you got in a day? You need a meal, you need help, certain things like that. So it's it's very, very important to pick a great support system in this sport. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, that's for sure. I mean, that makes total sense too. It is one of those things where it's so tough to do and mm-hmm. You can rely on it, like you're saying, you know, you're watching motivational videos, watching Mike Tyson, all that kind of stuff. But the yeah. discipline aspect is hard to keep that consistency going throughout year after year after year. But when you got those people in your corner who are saying, oh, that's your goal. Let me help you get to that goal. Let me support you in these times where, like you said, your serotonin levels are so down. You're like, Shit, I feel awful. Oh, you know, you know why you feel awful. You're not eating enough food. You know, this is your goal. This is what you're trying to do. And sometimes that's all you need is just someone to, you know, understand you, get your goals and kind of help you reach them. I think that's, that's super important, man. Absolutely. Let me, let me uh, ask you when you had uh, your injury, you know what I mean? Who was in your, who's in your corner? Who's your support system? So I've had, <laughs> Uh, I've had a couple injuries. This this recent injury is not too bad. You know, I'm not really competing in anything, um, mm-hmm. and it hasn't affected me mentally as much as when I tore my Achilles my junior year. So um, I ended up tearing my Achilles my junior year, and I didn't have a girlfriend or anything. I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, you know, my parents were a big support system in this, um, but they did not want me coming back from that. They were like, this is it. You know, they saw me take a lot of hits in football. They saw me go through a lot of years of of beating myself up and playing a lot of games. And they thought that was it for me. You know, it was like, hey, this is a really bad injury. We don't think you're going to come back. We think you should be done. But I didn't want to accept it. And, you know, there was a lot of other factors, too. It's, you know, I had a lot of shit going on when I was younger playing football, and I won't get into that, but. When I got to that point and I tore my Achilles, I didn't need a support system as much as I would, you know, need it now, I guess you could say. It was really more of, like, myself, and I know I'm going to do this. So, to say in, in, like, that injury, I really – my only support system was me. I have my dad, too, and maybe my teammates as well. Um, because, you know, going to the weight room and seeing all the guys dapping you up and just respecting you for being there. Like, tearing your Achilles, that's no joke. So – when you see someone do that and you see someone coming in every day, I was going to rehab every single day. I was going mm-hmm. to the weight room every single day. I was hitting two, three workouts a day, eating yeah. food, stretching, making sure everything was right. So, you know, the support system from the team was huge. Um, and then I, I ended up meeting my, my girlfriend now kind of, I think it was like three or four months after I tore it. And then she was a huge support. Uh, you know, she understood all the training I had to do that summer. And, um, you know, I didn't get to see her a lot. She was working. I was I was training a lot. So, um, yeah, I guess people kind of filtered in and out through through that injury. Yeah. So earlier you asked me the question, like, you know, mental with the uh, with bodybuilding and stuff like that. Did you have any like what was your mentality? Like, you know, did you have did you create something like me with the Mike Tyson, and everything like that to to kind of push yourself to come back? Yeah, I think a lot of, like, Kobe, you know? Kobe oh, I, I was about to say, I, that's where I would have been, man. I would have had some Mamba mentality because that was the same injury, right? Yeah, same injury, torn Achilles. Um, so that was huge for me. And then I was always looking up people, like, who tore their Achilles? Like, Terrell Suggs tore both yeah. his Achilles, both right. of them, and still both plays. Them. Like, that is crazy to me. So it was a lot of those guys I was kind of looking at. Um, 
But from the moment I like when I tore it, I didn't really know I tore it at first. I knew mm-hmm. something was wrong. And then the doctor kind of came over, did some checking on me and like, hey, man, this is a complete tear. Like you're you're messed up. And yeah. it, it, hit, it took me like maybe a minute or so. And then I just I broke down. Like, I'll be honest, I started crying. Like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the hardest thing to kind of come to grips with. But after that, you know, I, I was done with that, that crying incident, being sad, moved on from that. The next day I was like, I'm doing everything it takes. There was, there was no, I don't think there was a moment in that process where I'm like, I'm going to quit or give up until I, yeah. I ended up, I ended up hurting it again the next season, like in camp. <laughs> and that was like, all right, maybe I should be doing yeah, yeah. this. I just didn't have enough time to like come back for another season. But um, yeah, man, it was, it was more just, I need to prove to myself I can do this. Like that was my motivation. I didn't need a whole lot of external. I wanted like, um, what's the word? Like assurance, I guess that I could do it. Like it was, mm-hmm. if it was humanly possible, I was going to try to do it. And seeing sure. people like Kobe, seeing people like Terrell Suggs, that's just the, the one football player is coming to mind. I think um, yeah. Todd Gurley might have tore his Achilles too. But seeing mm-hmm. people like, hey, you can't, they came back from an injury. Yeah, you might be playing D3 football at John Carroll, but you can do it too. Like if you just put the work in, you're going to be able to do this. So that was kind of the thing is like, if it's humanly possible, I can do it. John Carroll still, still, still top notch, one of the best D3 schools of all time. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you know what's up, man. You know yes, what's up. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. But yeah, football is a it's a different thing because you have that team aspect around you, and you know with individual sports, it's it's a lot harder to to find that you have it in the coach and, and your friends and family. But like you said, you gotta you gotta pick the right people because if you don't, you know they're they're not gonna help you get your goals or they're not gonna support you in a way that you need to be supported. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we can take it to you know the Olympics. You know what I mean? That, that's an individualized sport to a certain extent. And it's like, think about this, they're every four years. You know what I mean? So some people train and train and train for years just to make it there. You know what I mean? And it's a, would it be an individualized sport if they don't make it? Ain't no telling if they're going to make it back because of age. You know what I mean? It's like, you just got to pick a great support system like, you you know, we stated and, and Hopefully, you know what I mean? You're just covered. You know what I mean? You have that time to be able to um, unlock your potential. Yeah, for sure. So outside of bodybuilding, man, what are you, what are you kind of interested in? Like you say you have a five-year cap. Do you have anything you really want to do after that five years is over? Um, I want to have, you know, I, I'm in the works of wanting to, you know, have my own supplement company and everything like that. But um, I'm just a guy that, that likes to help people. You know what I mean? So I like to educate people. I like to give people as much knowledge as, as, as possible. Um, I'm kind of like, I, I'm like a surfer, you know what I mean, for knowledge. You know what I mean? You sit me somewhere with books or you sit me somewhere and you talk to me about what you know and I'm just going to pick your brain and stuff like that. But initially, I would like to be in, a, in, in the space of, you know what I mean, somewhere being like a assistant principal or principal, I mean, athletic director or something like that and just being able to help children Um fulfill their potential, you know what I mean, or unlock their potential to the best that they can and, and, and whatnot and just, you know, empower them with, um, I would like to say empower them with not these world standards that we're going through at the point in time, but just standards to try to 
try to create more better people in, you know, in the world. I mean, if I possibly can do that. You ever heard of, uh, his name is, I think it's Jason Wilson. I don't know. I posted him on my page before, um, but he's this martial arts trainer in Detroit and he runs this, this program for, for kids. Right. So they're like younger kids and he teaches them through martial arts, kind of how to channel your emotions and be in touch with them. And we were kind of talking about it a little bit in the podcast. It's like a manly man, you know, a man's man, (laughs) you don't cry. It's nothing like that. But what he's always preaching is like, you know, understand your emotions. You know, why do I feel this way? Let, if, if you have to cry, like cry, all these kind of things. So I think it's really interesting. You got that guy who's, he's still, he's a martial artist. This is one of the baddest dudes. Like he knows his stuff, jujitsu, striking, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you also got him saying, hey man, be in touch with your emotions because that's how we not only, you know, develop, you want to de- develop the physical you know, aspect of it, the mental aspect, learning things, but also that emotional piece. And I think that's something that a lot of people skip over. And, you know, I hope when you get into that, that realm of teaching kids and everything like that, that's kind yeah. of a, a notch that you want to knock off for them is, hey, let me teach you how to be in touch with your emotions or just not even, you know, going super into depth, but just like being yourself, being open, all those, all those kind of yeah, I've never heard of him, but I am going to research him and, and look into I'll, it. I'll send it to you right now. I'll send it to you right sure, now. Sure. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is balance. You know what I mean? It's it's balance. What he's teaching is balance. And, you know, I, in the beginning of the podcast, I told you, you know, I, ha- I have sisters. Um, I have cousins. Um, I have a lot of females in my life. You know, me and my family and stuff like that. So when it comes to creating balance, Oh yeah, man. You know what I mean? I can express my emotions. You know what I mean? I can express myself, but then again, I'll say, you want the teddy bear? Or you want the grizzly bear? You know what I mean? I, I can be both. You know what I mean? I'm a muscular guy. I'm not saying I'm the best fighter, but I'm saying I can fight too. You know what I mean? I'm not scared to fight. So it's like, and I'm not scared to express myself. So I feel like I'm balanced. You know what I mean? Or I have some type of balance and I think that's where we need to be. But I, I think that I think that he is teaching that up there in Detroit. And I would like to teach that too to students. You know what I mean? But um I would also like to teach students also that you have a choice to be a good person and you have a choice to be a bad person. And um I think that comes from being around diversity. Cause like we said earlier, we didn't I mean, I, I seen diversity, but I didn't see the diversity, or we didn't see the diversity like we'd seen when we got to college. And at college, you're on your own, you're in your own world now. You get to wake up when you want to wake up. You get to cook when you want to cook, go eat when you want to eat. You can hang with you want to, who would you want to, who you want to hang with. You could join frats, you know, I mean sororities, like football team. Like you have the option to go any lane that you want to. But one thing you're going to get in life or in college is diversity. You know what I mean? So I would like to teach that with 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 the students that I empower. You know what I mean? Like to set up them being with somebody of a different race or a different culture. You know what I mean? And not even understanding why. You know what I mean? Just understanding, hey, my friend is Asian. You know what I mean? I got an Asian friend. And then your Asian friends start teaching you, you know what I mean? Mandarin. And you don't even know why. You know what I mean? Are you helping them with the English or however the dynamics go? You know what I mean? But that's creating you to not have any type of judgment. 
you know what I mean? Cause you've already been around somebody and more than likely when you're that age, you're not really thinking about, you know what I mean? Negativity. You know what I mean? You're trying to play, you're trying to have fun and they're going to teach you how they have fun and how they play. So I would like to visualize that, oversee that and empower students with that. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point in the beginning too, is not mixing being a good person with being someone who's passive and let someone step over you because like you were saying you got to be a man in a in a sense of you're not going to just say these you know put me down or whatever without me saying something back you know like i have to stand up for myself stand up for what i believe in to be an actual man it's not i'm just going to cower down and just let things go by the wayside like no stand up for what you believe in but also being a good person and understanding of other people, where they come from and, you know, getting a, a glimpse of the, that diversity would be, yeah. would be really cool to see in school. I wish I had that experience too. When I was, when sure. I was younger. And, and trust me, you know what I mean? We've seen a lot of bullies, you know what I mean? But we've seen a lot of bullies lose. You know what I mean? It's like, you only can last for so long until you meet your match. You know what I mean? But then it's like, or let's think about it. We don't even have to get there. You know what I mean? Like, can we just like switch the structure of let's not even get there? You know what I mean? It's like mo most people are there, then something ha catastrophic has to happen. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're trying to prevent it. Just prevent it before it happens. You know what I mean? And, and again, I, I would like to do that. I would like to prevent bias. You know what I mean? I would like to pre 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 prevent a child being taught so young to already be captivated in their mind that I don't like this person. You know what I mean? Based off of height, weight, structure, this, this, and that. You know what I mean? It's like they can be free, they can be free thinkers. You know what I mean? At a young age and continue to have that for the rest of life, to be structured. You know what I mean? Or, or program. I can say program. You know what I mean? I would like to program these young children with the fact to be free thinkers. You know what I mean? Not, not free judgmentals. You know what I mean? Free thinkers. Pro program them to be unprogrammed. Yeah, get, right. get rid of all those biases out of, uh, out of their heads, all that kind of there stuff. There it is. You know what I mean? It's like, because, you know, they say, you know, we can we can agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just like, let's just prevent it. You know what I mean? Let's prevent the agree to disagree. It's like, if right is right and wrong is wrong, cool. You know what I mean? If, if you would like to be this, cool. You know what I mean? Not the, that's wrong. That, that's wrong. But you know what I mean? Because you're not a bad person. You know me, I'll go. No, 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 no. Just structure of if that's what that they identify as, cool. And you know what I mean? Keep going. Yeah, you know I mean, not not the to continue to break it down in pieces. You know, sometimes I don't think I don't, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I just don't feel we have to break it down in pieces. If a person identify, and I'm just using an example of they identify as whatever they want. It's just like, okay, cool, they're a nice person. That's it. You know what I mean? You know, like, oh, they identify as this, but why do I identify as this? And boom, 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 boom. No. Yeah, you don't have to break it down like that. Just be you know, accepting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just accepting. You know what I mean? Keep going. It's like, oh, okay. How would you uh, hand? So, say, you know, you're in that assistant principal role or, or wherever you're at in a school, and a kid comes to you and says, you know, I don't like little Billy because, you know, he's got darker skin than I do. How would you handle something like that if, if a kid came to you with, you know, that bias in their head? 
first I would break it down and ask, who taught you that? You know what I mean? If that's if that's taught at home, that's something that, you know what I mean, it's gonna be like, it's like tug of war. You know what I mean? It's gonna be pretty hard um, to, to take on that battle because you know what I mean? Most of the time as kids, you believe what your parents have taught you. You know, you believe your parents before you believe anything else. Um, all I could really do at that point in time is try to teach that child, you know what I mean, the difference, you know what I mean, when it comes to skin, but then also teaching the difference when it comes to who you're dealing with. You know I mean, do you do you not like them because they're a bad person? You know what I mean? Something we can deal with, you know what I mean? Because then I can transition to the person that's being bad and say, hey, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? And transition to them to, to possibly do things right. You know what I mean? Now, I can't always make that child, you know what I mean, do things right and that other child is going to like it. You know what I mean? But then again, like I said, I would just have to break it down bit by bit. And I'm not a person to break things down, you know, in bits because I would like to go, if this is it, this is it. But if you're being self-taught by your parent at a very, very young age, I just don't believe in that. And then I kind of have to just, you know, when you're in my entity, we just don't roll like that. We don't operate like that. You know what I mean, I will have a conversation with the parents. Why are you teaching your child this? Knowing that they're in a school with diversity. You know what I mean? If, if you want to teach something different, then I think you should, you know, kind of homeschool them and put them in a different, in a, in a different district. You know what I mean? Because it's not helping a child. You know what I mean? Because all they're going to do is become confused. You know what I mean? They're going to have like a whole bunch of identity issues, you know what I mean, as they're getting older. Do I identify as this or do I identify as that? And then they're in a the struggle. What if they meet somebody that's very, very nice? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm taught this, so I can't like this. And, and, it, and then deep down inside, they, they have an actual genuine heart. Because when you're an adolescent, you have a genuine heart. You know what I mean? You don't know nothing else except for happiness. Jolly go lucky, you know what I mean? Play, smiles, juices, candy, like stuff like that. Most of the time, it's the parents, you know what I mean? Or people that are older in their life that are teaching them uh, wrong from right. Mm. That's a good point, man. That's a really good point. Well, I've been, I want to be respectful of your time here. We've been on for, for, for quite a minute. Um, but Jason, is there anything else you want to tell the people, man? Anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap things up here? Um, you know, since we've met, you know what I mean? I've always believed in being a positive person. You know what I mean? I really believe in, you know, speaking life into people and trying to help people. Um, I would get my shirt off the back for anybody. You know what I mean? I, it's not that many people in the world who want to do that. And then there are a lot of people in the world who do want to do that. Um, I would just like to say, you know what I mean? speak peace, bring peace to people, um, try to love people. And you never know unless you open your mouth what the other person is kind of considering. You can be from any walks of life and you walk past a person, they're probably, they would love to be your friend or just love to know, you know, where you came from. And that's it, man. You know what I mean? Just be open to, to consideration of having different walks of life of people in your life and you'll never know, you know, I guarantee your life would, would, would change. Love that, man. I appreciate you coming on a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge in you. Um, you this man. is a really great one. I can't wait to post this. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. <laughs>